You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for sticking with us uh, this morning on Real Presence Live. Nick Bedelski at the one and only St. Joseph in uh, Owatonna, Minnesota. It's the week of the Steel County Free Fair. Seemed like a beautiful excuse to be here in Owatonna. Always a wonderful time to visit. Uh, my next guest is uh, Brittany Bubin. Bobine. Right? Bobine. Okay, right. Um, <laughs> can't remember. I think it masked last night. I heard it the other way. So it's, uh, that happens every yeah. week. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. Figure that. Um, uh, you may, if you're a very close, very mind is a steel trap listener, you might remember Brittany was on uh, last year when we did the pledge drive here in Owatonna. I thought uh, it'd be nice to have her on again without having to interrupt her every five seconds to give out a phone number or, or call, give shout outs and all that kind of thing. So uh, just, just talk about your background as well as uh, your work here with the Religious Education Program in Owatonna, especially now that you've had a year under your belt, so mm-hmm. you're a little uh, a little more familiar with the program and, and uh, can kind of give some perspective on things and stuff like that. But anyway, before I take away all of your uh, all of your story, <laughs> everything you might want to say, would you uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, so I am Brittany Bobine. Um, I'm originally from St. Cloud, Minnesota, so don't live too far from home anymore. Um, I went to Minnesota State University, Mankato, for college, and then um, it was really there that I learned about just a personal relationship with Jesus and how the Catholic Church fosters that. I would say up until then, I really had no idea um, why I was Catholic, and so um, we had FOCUS on our campus, which stands for Fellowship of Catholic University Students, and they really helped me to understand why I was Catholic and why Jesus even died for me. And so I ended up also joining staff with a focus for two years. I served at South Dakota State University uh, in Brookings and mm-hmm. then at Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa for my yeah. second year. And then eventually moved to Owatonna just a year ago. And so still, I call myself a newbie to the area <laughs> at least. <laughs> so, um, uh, would you? Could you tell us a little bit about your experiences and focus? You said you know you kind of started there in uh, in Mankato and then uh, out to Brookings and then down to Dubuque. Could you tell us a little bit about the the different experiences there and, and how that uh, kind of helped uh, uh, helped form you? I guess uh, you know yeah. the journey and things like that. Yeah, I definitely learned from going to all the different places. Um, just how. Every area lives out their faith differently, even within the United States, but you still know that it's the same God that you're worshiping, even though um, people have a different means of how they experience that. You know, in South Dakota, I really noticed, well, I should say back up to in Mankato, I felt like it was very relevant to my life. A lot of the people had a similar upbringing as Mm. myself. A lot of them were from Minnesota. And so Mm. there's like a certain culture that each state kind of develops. Right. And then in South Dakota, I I mean, like I said, I grew up in St. Cloud. So there were a lot of farmers. (laughs) Farming was something very new to me. But it really, a lot of people pointed out just how Christ works a lot or like used a lot of like parables and teachings based on even just farming. Right. And so that's really, those were the scriptures, passages, and just different ways that they encountered him in their everyday life. And so it really opened me up to seeing how, 
how Christ encounters others within that as well. And so I thought that was really cool to just see how Christ truly meets you where you're at and also will help surround you with people who um, want the same thing as well. So. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, Brittany Bobin uh, with the uh, REP program, the Religious Education Program. I guess to say REP program is redundant, kind of, uh, yeah. but I, I've heard it. So I think, <laughs> I think some people say it. So the Religious Education Program here in Owatonna. She's the director uh, of that program here uh, in Owatonna. Uh, so uh, how, 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 sort of, um, how did you get involved then in, uh, in religious education? Yeah, so I we moved back last May, and um, there had been transition in the program, and they were looking for someone else to be able to take over the program. And so I was kind of discerning between either getting a job and the degree that I studied for or to do this as well. I knew at some point I wanted, if I wasn't going to be doing this position, I definitely wanted to help be a catechist. And so I knew that it was something, especially after focus that like, we are all called to be teachers in some way. Mm -hmm. Like there's, we are, whether it's directly as a teacher or not, we live it out in our everyday life. Um, and so I just, yeah, and so I talked with the priest, and it kind of <laughs> happened really quickly, and kind of <laughs> took off from there. They were ready to have someone um, be able to take over the program. So, so I guess that's that's true, and I and I hadn't uh, picked up on it before. But uh, obviously, if you're studying at Minnesota State, you weren't getting a degree in theology yeah. or something like that. So, yeah. what what's your uh, your education background then? Yeah, so my education background is uh, actually social work, mm. and um, through that degree, I guess I um, I may have had conflicting views as my professors, but mm. I learned to ask questions and mm. what questions pose discussion and what questions pose uh, conflict, oh. and so utilizing that really helps within focus and even in focus they help also what questions should we ask and yeah so my social work background helped with that of like knowing how to word something to get a conversation mm. just because talking about your faith you can really just run into a wall or or um whatever so um yeah so i studied social work and so i was um debating either going to a like nursing home mm -hmm. i really liked the medical social work aspect mm -hmm. where i could still um be able to use my faith not that you can't in other areas right, of right. it but especially working with those who may be close to dying i think uh, that you know there's always a, a place for that to be able to talk about christ or even in the way that you live just hoping and in those last moments that um that they choose him so very cool very cool um and you kind of went to the to the other end of the spectrum i suppose with the with the young people right yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so uh how uh you mentioned how social work kind of helped you uh, in focus in a way right mm -hmm. um how does that background um both that and your time in focus mm -hmm. kind of help um, help with uh, running a religious education program? Yeah, I mean, I would say 
it's funny because even if you don't like have necessarily a relational like uh, degree in that aspect, like my husband studied finance, but you know, no matter what, you're still able. To, your background will always be able to aid you in um, what the Lord has next for you if right. you allow it, and so. Yeah, I would say that um, it really helped me to be focused on the point of the entire program is to facilitate slash provide an opportunity for students to have an encounter with Christ that they recognize and that they will then run with. Um, And, yeah, utilizing, like, brainstorming like okay we can include like bible study at some point and help open uh, students up to the scripture and like how to find scripture passages mm. uh we had even a student who said after uh they had finished bible study like yeah i have started to read my bible every day and i've started oh, to like yeah pray and like understand like what it means to pray and have really a relationship cool. and so um yeah, and th- those that is the point of the program, and I think uh, with the background of, um, you know, Focus is a very relational ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, it really focuses on not the person who leads you closer to Christ, but, like, Christ. Like, right. you're just bridging the gap. Um, and so, just remembering that uh, I don't care if the people don't even know me at all. I'd rather know that they are leaving knowing Christ. And so, knowing and focusing on that, I think, is, um, yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love that Love that attitude. And that's uh, it's, it's perfect. That That's exactly the way it should be, right? Pointing mm-hmm. people to Christ. Not uh, Don't look at me, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, do what he tells you. Yeah. Go that way. So, uh, really yeah. cool. Really mm-hmm. cool. Um, we're coming up on a break here in a second. Uh, but before we go to break, I thought I'd ask you maybe a maybe a difficult question, maybe mm-hmm. not. Um, but uh, what's surprised you? You've had a year under your belt uh, running the religious education program here in Owatonna. What's kind of surprised you? Well, I hate to use COVID as an excuse, but I think that <laughs> what surprises me is... Um, I mean, I was definitely in a culture of, like, even though that COVID is still real, so are souls. And so just, like, having a different perspective, because I don't, I didn't have, like, underlying health conditions or anything where I needed to take certain precautions, definitely respecting other people as well. And I think that it was just, like, I think that was hard coming back. Like, yeah, we're having all in-person classes. Um, And I think in the beginning of the year, like, experiencing that as well. But even just knowing that, like, wanting to go out and find those who maybe volunteered in the past and wanting to invite them, but I don't know who they are yet. Oh, right, <laughs> and yeah. so, like, I only have a year under my belt. I have only even lived here for a year. <laughs> so, right, yeah. um, finding and going out and inviting more people into um, what we are doing here, I think, just... Who are you? Where are you? I want to be able to connect with you and, um, yeah, be able to let you use your gifts and talents as well in the program. So, Very cool. Uh, if you're just joining us now, uh, Brittany Bobeen uh, here uh, in person, I would say in studio, but we're kind of in the uh, the boardroom, the uh, the conference room here in the, uh, the parish offices at St. Joseph in Owatonna. Stay tuned.
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky here in Owatonna, Minnesota at St. Joseph Parish in the uh, in the conference room. Uh, speaking with Brittany Bobine, she's the uh, director of the Religious Education Program for the uh, parishes in Owatonna. It's the, the two parishes in Owatonna? Correct. Is there is that it? Do you pull in Little Missile? or? Uh... They actually have their own programs. Okay, yep. all right. So there's two Catholic parishes here in town as well as a Catholic school. So there's mm-hmm. uh, Sacred Heart uh, just uh, just a few blocks away. Yeah. Right? <laughs> They're not that far apart. Um, and St. Joseph here. And then St. Mary's School is over by uh, by Sacred Heart there mm-hmm. um, next to the fairway. Yes. That's, that's how I <laughs> to the grocery store there. Mm-hmm. Um so you're responsible for kind of the religious education program for for two different parishes. Mm-hmm. Um, what what all does that involve? Because I think a lot of people um, they they read the blurb in the bulletin that says we have classes this night. Mm-hmm. You know we're doing the the retreat or or whatever. You know you got to do your sign up things like that. But I think otherwise a, a lot of people don't know what goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. uh, for religious education to run and be successful. Um, so could you kind of share a little bit about what uh, what that looks like? Yeah, there is definitely a lot of background work. I know that I did not realize it when joining. Uh, just like I think you can even think of um, 
any profession where you're like, oh, yeah, you see, like, what they do, like, from the outside. But there's a lot of stuff. I think every job has admin work. And so there is quite a bit of admin work, um, you know, just getting classes together, parent contact information, you know, especially even having an emergency contact. Like, I need to get there quick. Um, And learning and utilizing different uh, technology services. Like, we Mm. have, you know, the website that... I need to update or put different information in for, and those things, um, it's a learning process when you're not used to knowing how that works and trying to make it efficient, you know? And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of that. When it comes to, like, the Wednesday nights, well, someone needs to lesson plan them. And, mm-hmm. and so I really, going into last year, I was like, I I want to make being a catechist so readily available for people that they just need to look over their lesson, like, doesn't need to take, like, that much time beforehand, knowing that they all do live busy lives. Right. That, um doing the lesson planning for them where then they come into class and they know what they're talking about and they have it all set up, um, but they didn't have to pick and choose different things of what to talk about. Um, and finding a curriculum um, is another thing, finding one that uh, fits the needs of the students and what fits best for the parishes and what, how to... Uh, it, the, each curriculum has like a different emphasis on mm. on things, um, and so which one has like an emphasis on something that might be as a gap in in the community to help have a better understanding and have conversations about. Um, I mean, yeah, planning for sacraments. There's just you know, I was. Very, did not realize how much like little things mm. went into it right. of even in how there's like even some prep work throughout the whole year with that as well helping confirmation students be prepared by providing them opportunities of um not just a confirmation checklist but a confirmation like i keep saying encounter like how are different ways for confirmation Mm. students to encounter christ who understand what it means to be confirmed rather than thinking of confirmation as a graduation right exactly Um, exactly yeah and so trying to use like different words and trainings um also helping the catechist by having catechist training nights and um yeah so there's a lot of different pieces in there um that go on and obviously when you are hosting something there's a lot of prep work behind it right um and so everything that happens there's probably at least a checklist of like right 10 to 20 things that you need to do with that as well so yeah well cool cool i think that's that's a good inside look uh you mentioned um making things kind of um making it easy for someone to step up and, Mm -hmm. and fill in as a catechist what uh what uh let's say what sort of uh what sort of person would make a good catechist yeah i would say anyone who is willing to learn which really should be all of us right right like we should always be willing to to learn because if we aren't continuing to learn um how are we going to be able to teach well um but really, as baptized Catholics, we all have a calling to to teach and to um, 
share our faith in whatever capacity and to utilize the gifts. Like, I know that each catechist that we have right now, they all are on fire for their faith and they all express it in a very different way. And I'm not going to like hound on them like, no, you need to teach it exactly like this. Like, (laughs) definitely use your gifts within that because the way that you present, even talking about a certain sacrament or something, is going to. sound different to the next person but the point is is are you like obviously like sharing what the church teaches but then knowing that like people have a different approach of how to help like teach people and i think that's really beautiful and like something to know that um we actually all have that capability very cool very cool i think some people when they put out the call in the bulletin for catechists they think oh gosh i don't have a degree in theology <laughs> yeah. you know, oh well i haven't you know i don't remember precisely but like you said it's it's more about being being open to it right mm-hmm. and, and being willing like you said willing to learn which sounds silly and like yeah. something we should all be but you can't teach unless you're willing to learn uh, right um so very cool very cool um now kind of um Shifting a little bit, you know, there's that phrase in the cate- in the uh, Catechism of the Catholic Church that parents are the primary catechists of their children, so they're also involved in catechesis in a way. Is there any sort of advice you could give to parents who, I think, uh, I think the mentality's changed, but I remember at least growing up, there was still the mentality of, that's why we send our kids to Catholic school. That's why we <laughs> send them to faith formation, so we don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really... Just like any other um, education, right? It's very much an interplay between what's presented in in more of the the classroom setting, for lack of a better word, Mm -hmm. and what's presented at home. So could you kind of share how parents could kind of help reinforce, I guess, uh, what's going on in the religious education program at their parish? Yeah, I would even say, like, um, going back to being willing to learn, like, it doesn't matter what age you are, you can still learn from a child. Like you can learn from someone who's younger than you all the time. Like, uh, age does not matter in that. And, um, yeah, I would say like, keep it. It it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. Are you praying before a meal? Are you praying with your children? Like at night before they go to bed, do you ask them where they've seen God that day? Or even when they come home with a challenging situation at school, how do you help them see Christ in that other person that they may be having a conflict with? How do you like help call that other person higher? And I think that is like we, no matter what, parents, whether or not they know that they're the primary catechist, they want their kids to end up being a a good person whether or not like we are called to more than just being a good person we're called to holiness and that but even with like that mentality how are how are we um inviting them into a relationship by even just that little example or you know even i've heard of parents saying how much or kids older now saying how much of an impact it was that their parents said, I'm sorry, after they made a mistake. Mm. Or even even if your child isn't of age to go to the sacrament of confession, that they see your parent going. That they mm. know, like, to be able to show them God's mercy. Um, and those are, aren't, maybe I'm ignorant to it, but I don't think those are overly complicated ways to show your... Right your child living out the faith and even i think what's really important is um you know 
there you may not agree with like your parish priest on something or whatever right um but not going home and complaining Mm. about something that someone said or complaining about how you don't like how this one committee is running or something because if 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 you aren't sold on it why would your kid grow up and be Mm. like you know what i want to live out my faith versus like yeah, that committee does this, this, and that, and it turns into a whole gossip session. Right. Um, how are we presenting uh, truth, beauty, and goodness within the church and how we talk about things? And maybe some things are like, you need to discuss it with your spouse, but um, yeah, your um, your children will pick up on how you perceive the church. And so how what perception are you giving them in your example? Very cool. Very cool. That's that's great information for parents to have. And and uh, I just did a, a baptismal prep uh, session for um, some families at our parish, uh, and it said the same thing. You know, it's not, it's easy to to overcomplicate it to think you have to have uh, a certain background that you need to know all the answers or anything like that. But a lot of it is just living out your faith mm-hmm. and, and doing really the stuff you're supposed to do anyway, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you mentioned, going to confession, praying before meals, right? Mm-hmm. And and praying with your children and just d- trying your best, right, to live out that, that faithful example that, that we're supposed to be doing anyway, but living mm-hmm. it out kind of in an extra intentional way in front of your kids. Uh, I think that's great advice and, and something I, I strive to do. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's difficult to be there 100% all the time, and that, that's uh, we're, we're all trying, right? Uh, yes, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, just to uh, uh, okay, we're we're almost at the end of our time together. Do you have any any final thoughts? Any uh, anything else you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I guess like kind of what you were just saying, Nick, of um, always continuing to strive. Like I know that, like even my position, I'm still continuing to learn and strive and knowing that like I'm not doing it just to make the program better, but I also need to encounter Christ for myself and that I also need to, you know, be attentive to the sacraments and prayer and that, um, yeah, I'm not exempt from it just because I might be in a position where it's like, oh, like my position doesn't uh, say that I'm going to be the one in heaven, <laughs> right? right? Like I actually yeah. have to do something about it for myself too. And so I definitely also take it like very personally of, um, how, how Christ is like leading me as well and really trying to make sure that he is my ultimate boss. Um, and so I think we can all do that in, in our lives of not just like, even in the last question for being a parent and leading your child, like, you also need to be doing it for yourself as well because we're all called to our holiness and that will have a trickle effect for those around us as well. It's fantastic advice. And it's yeah. always always good to say that and always good to hear it, right? Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning, for taking some time out of your day to join us. Uh, Brittany Bobine, the Director of the Religious Education Program here for the Catholic Parishes in Owatonna, where we're blessed to be this morning for this episode of Real Presence Live. Uh, coming up after the break, you may have heard Father John Ricardo and other hosts talk about Alpha, an exciting parish program. We're going to talk about an opportunity coming up here in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, to find out more about it. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. 
We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 